Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another fun little edition of Soaplore. I'm your host, Jed, a millennial, 80s baby, 90s kid, overall television enthusiast who is reliving this beautiful journey of the golden age of primetime television, which would be the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm enjoying myself because I am fully immersed in the bubbly overflow. Picture a bathtub filled with soapy, sudsy bubbles. We are fully in the thick of it, guys. I'm watching the soapiest, sudsiest primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, starting with Dynasty. Dynasty was my fledgling project, and I'm going to continue it. It has been amazing. The first season, from what I'm understanding, I've I've done a little more research. I've gone out of my way to not know. I I want this to be as pure of a reaction as possible. And luckily for me, Dynasty started over 40 years ago. So I don't have to worry about many spoilers if I'm not looking for them specifically, which I'm not. However, You can tell that there's a huge contrast from the first season to the second season. We are on second season, episode four. I'll have to look up the name of this show, but it's got to be with Alexis because Alexis seems to be the star of the second episode. As a millennial, I've seen her in all of the memes and I've enjoyed her with the I've got receipts where she's, (laughs) she's got these beautiful long nails and she's holding CVS pattern type receipts in her hands for God knows what. I'm looking forward to that day where I find out what she's actually talking about. But I've gone through great lengths to not find out what the deal is in in the meantime, in between time. But let's jump into this episode. If you recall last episode, she revealed, she being Alexis, revealed to Stephen that Fallon was his sister, but she was not his 100% sister because she had a different father who was not Blake Harrington, I call Cap. I think this woman has seen an entrance and she needs to get into there. And she understands, in my mind, Alexis is running out of money. In my mind, she's probably being chased down by some desperados. She's got a lot of things going against her. And she needs to secure the bag, if you will. The bag being Stephen, because Stephen is the only person in her mind who can inherit the uh, Carrington fortune. The more I think about that, why would she say that if it wasn't true? Oh, God. We're going to find out. This episode was quite creepy, and I'm just... uh, 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 Please pour yourself something up extreme and wonderful because we're going to jump right into episode four, season two of Dynasty. The first thing we see is Blake, of course. Blake is in his short shorts, which I need someone to explain to me. Actually, no, don't don't bother. I've I've already told you a few episodes back that I'm going to have to explain to my children white eyeliner and Jinko jeans. So if men wanted to wear Gucci cutters is what we used to call them. Daisy Dukes back in the day. If he wants to wear that to swim, so be it. He's swimming and he's minding his own business when he sees Alexis with a beautiful bouquet of flowers, which she claims she's going to use for still life only. She can't just walk by Blake without, you know, 
throwing the daggers in him just a little bit. Alexis uses the art of flattery to disarm Blake, and she basically tells him that I part. Oh, God, honey, you're still so. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Soap Floor. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. I would like to remind you that I do not, I do not fib as Alexis does. I tend to take creative liberties to draw out the essence of a scene versus giving you the verbatim blow by blow. In this scene, Alexis has risen earlier than Blake, who is swimming, laughs in his pool, you know, trying to get his mind right, keeping his body right and tight. And Alexis takes notice to that. Now, whether she actually thinks he's right and tight, who knows? But she tells him as much. And then she says, you know, I apologize, darling. I had the gardener collect a few flowers for me. Only Blake immediately calls BS and he's like, you know what? The gardener is out for the day. So you definitely snip those yourself, babe. Why lie? Why lie? And this is again where she reiterates the fact that she never lies. She only fibs. I'm not privy to what a fib is versus a lie. I thought it was the same thing. But apparently there is a hierarchy in falsehood. And she's privy to that information. This is a fib, not a lie. So they have this banter back and forth, you know, blah, blah, blah. You used to love my lies. Blah, blah, blah. I could forgive them then. Blah, blah, blah. You should make up with Stephen. Blah, blah, blah. When hell freezes over. Alexis then casually and cavalierly reminds Blake that Stephen is his only child, to which he he throws a fit. He's like, you know what, woman? You told me that stupid lie once before. I'm not going to fall for it again. I have two children. That's it. You see? Two children, you see? My children are both a girl and a boy, and I won't listen to this falsehood. Blah, blah, blah. Now, because Alexis has already shown her cards once or twice, is this a fib? It is, in my opinion, that's a vibe. But yeah, she's probably lying about this. But who knows? You guys who are fans of the show, you already know the tea. Please don't spoil it for the rest of us. Please understand that there are millions of us who've never heard of these people. This is amazing. I think she's, I think it's Cap. I think she's full of it. I think she understands that if she can keep him, him being Blake, wound tight, she has more power. There's more power in the illusion than there is the truth. Basically, though, she's still fighting for that air. Hey, I need you to make good with my son, Stephen. He's our son at the end of the day. Fallon, maybe she is, maybe she's not. But you need to make good with our baby, Stephen. Now, these flowers that have been plucked are going to come back to haunt her in about 10 minutes. When Crystal realizes that the gardener is, yes, he is indeed off for the day, but that Alexis has beat her to the hospitality hostess duties that are due to the woman of the manor. And she has presented Claudia with a fresh bouquet of flowers, allegedly. We'll get into that in just a bit. The next Steve, blah, blah, blah. I said next Steve. The next scene involves Stephen and Fallon. Now, if you recall, Stephen has been born by his mother and Alexis. 
who is also Fallon's mother, (sighs) that Fallon is not Blake's son. Stephen knows better than anyone because he's lived with Fallon her whole life that she is obsessed with, almost dangerously obsessed with, her father. To find out that she wasn't actually a blood heir would be devastating. And Stephen, being a sensitive person, he understands that. And he decides to squash whatever beef they have between them so that not for nothing, if this blows up in her face, she still has Stephen as as, as family. He wants to secure the family bag, which is beautiful. And that's what he does. He calls up Fallon, who is in bed, being lazy while Jeff is trying to coax her out of bed. And she basically agrees to meet him with a quickness. She does. And Stephen is super, super vague. It's pretty obvious to the audience what he's not saying. But to Fallon, it's not so much. He dances around the topic of lineage and bloodline and being a family. And he's like, no matter what, I'm, I'm your family. Me, personally, I, me, Stephen, Stephen, the Carrington, I am your family, Fallon. And she's like, dude, I'll be. Okay, but cool. You're talking to me now. I guess we're Gucci. I'm good with it. Someone who's still not good with it is Crystal Carrington. Yes, she's part of the family. Yes, she is the new woman of the manor. However, the old woman of the manor is just a thorn in her side, specifically a rose thorn in her side. Crystal had specifically, specifically decided the night before that she was going to rise up early and not actually cut them herself because I'm like, (laughs) I mean, come on, I'm rich now. Like, why? She decided that she was going to have the gardener snip a few roses and place them in Claudia's room so that Claudia would magically be enchanted by the roses and forgive the fact that that Crystal had an affair with Matthew. That's what she's hoping. Only Alexis beats her to the chase. She cuts the flowers. Now, Alexis has no intention of sending them to Claudia because she's like, what? That's got nothing to do with me. What's, what's that beef? That's not mine. I'm no, I have no idea who this woman is. This woman has no idea who I am. We have no beef. But you know, we do have a common enemy. So thank you for showing my cards. Thank you for showing me your cards. Now, Crystal is in a huff and a tough and a blow your house down mood about this. So much so that she decides she's going to put on her finest gold silk ensemble. She's going to fluff her hair and she's going to march over through the grass and her kitten heels to Alexis's home. And she's going to confront her. Hmm. This is, a, this is another one of those soap tax things where this is a sprawling estate, sprawling, at least 80 acres. You mean to tell me there's only three rose bushes? Because Alexis literally grabs less than a dozen roses and places them in a flat basket so that she can paint a still life. It's quite ridiculous, but Crystal is, she is in her feelings. She can't wait to confront Alexis about this. So she burst over to Alexis's studio to confront her. And she's like, listen, 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 you wench. Listen to me, damn it. I'm in my gold 
You better listen to me. Gold is as close to cream as I can get, and I'm feeling powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if this is your first time listening to Soap Lore, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join us. I want you to know that I don't make up anything. I do tend to take creative liberties when expressing a scene so that I am giving you the essence of the scene versus the actual verbatim dialogue. Just trying to save you a little bit of time, okay? I don't make up anything. I simply enhance. I'm like salt. You know what I'm saying? I'm drawing out the flavor of the scene. So Crystal is whipped in her gold, which is as close to cream as she can get. And she waltz into Alexis's studio. Now, Alexis is busy because she's been up since Kanksy in the morning. She's already seen Blake and his skivvies swimming. She's already complimented him. He's already caught her in a lie. She's already moved on. You know, it's like, Crystal, where were you? This was like at 6 a.m. Hi, babe. Now, she barely remembers Crystal's name, but she continues to paint her still life. And Crystal walks in and she's so irritated. She's like, you, <clears throat> Alexis, you need to stop. This is my house now. You can't be snipping flowers. You can't just do this. I had a plan. I was going to give Claudia those flowers. You see, Claudia, I slept with her husband. Yes, yes, I slept with him more than a little bit, more than a few times. But like, I need, I figure the flowers will help her forget the fact that she had a car accident and lost her whole family and now they're in South America. So you just got to stop it, Alexis. Now, Alexis, who is better at this game than Crystal's like, Crystal, oh my God, babe, babe, you're so pretty. Why don't we paint a portrait of you for Blake's birthday? Blake's birthday is in a couple of weeks. And why don't we do that? Oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Now, Crystal's like, wait, wait, um, hold up, hold up. She's questioning herself. This is gaslighting at its finest. Crystal actually takes a step back and she's like, wait, didn't I, didn't I just burst in here and demand something? Didn't I demand something, this woman? Alexis pities the fool and she plays a part. She's like, I didn't hear none of that. You're so cute. Can I paint your picture? It'll be a perfect gift from Blake, from both of us. Totally throws Crystal off her axis. Now, there's several things going on this episode that don't really matter, but they seem to have a bigger impact than I thought. Nick shows up and he is once again checking on Claudia and obviously he has his own agenda. Claudia is expressing to him that she just she just feels pretty much hopeless at this point. He's keeping an eye on her. I don't know how interested he is, though. He seems to have other motives. Claudia talks about her affair with Stephen and Matthew's affair, which Nick finds to be much more interesting because obviously it involves Crystal. Truth be told, I wasn't that interested. I'm not saying that it's not interesting, but I wasn't that interested in that storyline. It, it is what it is. There are several things going on here. The next biggest thing that happens is that Alexis meets with Cecil. Cecil. And she basically blackmails him into helping her out by telling him that the affair that they had was pretty significant. He, of course, is like, well, what do you mean? It was basically a one night stand. Da, 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 da. 
And she's like, oh, I mean, you know, say what you will, but um, you plus me equals Fallon. And he's like, he gulps. And this is one of the things I don't understand. He tries to deflect and he says that, oh my God, I hope that's not true because I almost hooked up with her. I, I fully remember that he totally hooked up with her, right? Right? Am I crazy? On the wedding episode, he totally, they totally hooked up because the next few episodes, she was tripping because they weren't going to be together. And he called her a child and he's like, I like a grown woman. Ill, na, 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 na. Well, now he's like, oh my God, whew, I almost. But it's like, even if you almost hooked up with her, she did fully marry her first cousin. I know in some parts of the world that's perfectly acceptable, but here in the U.S. of A., it's kind of like frowned upon. People have done it. People who have done it, however, we don't have their birth certificate. It, it is assumed that it was done before 1960, but I'm sure people still hook up with their cousins all the time. This is really disturbing. Even for a soap opera, this is a bit much. So that's one of the things Cecil is like, okay, cool. I'll cooperate with you because I don't want you to tell Blake that I am Fallon's father. Even though I still fully stand by me, Jet, Jet the Vibe, I totally stand by the fact that I feel like this is all cap. I think she knows that Fallon is definitely Blake's, but it's fun to toy with him. And and Cecil says as much. He's like, yes, I, you and I had a, a moment, but you definitely were with other people. So why should I believe you? And it's like, you, as she said before, she never lies, but she does fib. I don't know what the difference between a fib and a lie is at this point, but I'm suspecting a fib is something you say when you need to get leverage and a lie is an outright just untruth that you would tell for no reason. Who knows? Like I said, there's a lot that goes on this episode and I don't want to get into all of it because you can watch this for free-ish if you already have an Amazon Prime account. And I happen to have a Roku TV. One of our TVs is Roku. So we have Freebie TV, which Dynasty, I've just confirmed, is definitely on. So you can watch this with a few commercials. Again, they're not so bad. I barely even noticed them. The storyline is so good. But there's a lot that goes on this episode. Of course, we've got Claudia living in the mansion. And Crystal, Crystal is mad delusional. Crystal's like, she wants to be best friends with Claudia. Now, let's not forget, Crystal has had the ultimate come up. She's on the ultimate come up. She's on the ultimate glow up. She's in a mansion with 50 plus bedrooms. She's got servants. She's got a rich husband. Despite the fact that he just went to trial, she's still okay. And Claudia went psych... Let's not go there. Claudia went a little bit cuckoo when... She found out that her husband was having an affair. She's in that. She's in the psych ward or whatever. Once she, as she's even as she's on the mend, he's still having an affair. It's very disrespectful. Everybody in Denver knows about it. And then she gets out, and she has to pretend like she doesn't know he had an affair because if she shows any signs of accusations towards him, then she seems crazy, which is totally unfair. All this accumulates, of course with her having to testify at a trial that she had an affair herself after the fact, even after her husband was still, still kissing him with Crystal. She's, you know, she had to confess in front of God and everybody that she had an affair with Stephen. 
a genuine affair with someone who actually cared about her. And now she's lost her whole family and everything. But Crystal's like, I know I banged your dude. Forgive my language. I know I banged your guy, but we can be best friends, right? She's so delusional. So there's that whole thing. And then Crystal, for whatever reason, when Claudia isn't, (laughs) surprise, surprise, when Claudia isn't, you know, swept off her feet by this, this whole generous offer from Crystal to become best friends, Crystal runs off to Dr. Nick to see like, okay, is she okay? Like she's clearly mental. She doesn't want to be my BFF. Oh my God, what's wrong with her? And Nick is basically trying to piece this whole thing together, but he says he keeps being weird. He keeps being weird. They go to his house and he like puts a grape in her mouth and she takes it, Crystal that is, but she's playing dumb and she's like, you seem familiar, but I got to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what goes on. She stands up, she almost faints and he offers to drive her home because she almost fainted. I, I really don't care. It's it's really reaching at this point. So meanwhile, back at the mansion, my very favorite person in the whole world, in the whole dynasty world, Stephen, shows up to clear the air with Blake. Now, normally, this would be the part of the episode where I would make some sort of announcement that I don't lie about anything, but I tend to extract the essence of a scene out. And this would be Welcome to Soap Lore Theater. However, I don't need to do that today because this one is wild enough on its own. So I'll set the scene for you. The backstory is that Stephen had lunch with Cecil today. And he had lunch with Cecil knowing full well that his mother told him that Fallon is his sister solely through her. So he, in the back of his mind, is thinking, well, who else could be? He has lunch with Cecil. Cecil offers him a job. He feels a way about taking it. And then all of a sudden, Cecil's like, hey, you need to be loyal to your dad, blah, blah, blah. And he starts to kind of put it together, but he doesn't really like allow himself to believe, oh, my God, Cecil is Fallon's dad. He didn't do that. What he does instead is that he mulls over the situation and he feels within himself that it's best that he make amends with Blake for for Fallon's sake. So here's a scene. We're in Blake's study once again, which for this reason, for this season, it is much better lit than it was last season. I could have a little sparkling water, peach. Anyway, he starts to speak with his father, Blake. And he's like, dude, we all make mistakes. Things happen. I hope we can get past this. Now, Stephen's hope is that Blake is still partially human and that he might be like, you know what, son? I'm so, so sorry all this happened, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, that's not the case because Blake is like, well, I knew you'd come around eventually. Blah, 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 blah. Welcome back. And Stephen's like, man, no, no, no. First off, you're not going to talk to me like a kid. It is also worth noting this is the biggest part of this this whole fiasco that I forgot to mention. Stephen is lit. Stephen has had umpteen drinks. He is, he's drunk. He's faded. He's absolutely blitzed out of his mind during this meeting. And Blake has a nerve to call that out, but it's like, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. When a, when a Carrington stresses, they drink and drank. They don't drink. They drank with an A. 
So Stephen feels away when Blake doesn't apologize. And he's like, you know what? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, not only do I not accept your weak apology, I'm going to call you out. You are a joke. You only hear about one person. You're so manipulative. I wouldn't work for you if my life depended on it. Stephen then for no reason decides that he's going to audition for the 1981 Olympics. I don't know when the Olympics were. They were close enough. Stick with me, okay? He suddenly stumbles back where he should have fallen into the couch. Instead, he he sidesteps it like he's some tight end for the Broncos, and he starts running down the hall. And he's running at an angle, you guys. Listen, we've all fallen down. We're all human. Any human being with the ability to use their legs has tripped and fallen at least once or twice. I remember years ago, I worked at a theater. I walked in the back right by the ice machine. Next thing I know, I'm on my stomach and there's a paper towel roll unfolding in front of me. I slipped so fast, I had no idea what happened. But for whatever reason, Stephen can run at a 30 degree angle. No problem. Homeboy has knees. He's got the Meg the Stallion knees. So he runs through the hallway, out the front door, over the lawn. And it's so funny because I'd made this comment to my husband as I was watching. It's like, man, that pool is really, really, really far away from the house. It almost doesn't make sense to be so far away. Doesn't matter. Steven runs at least 100 yards, full speed at a 30 degree angle. He should have been bit the grass, but he doesn't. He runs and he runs and he runs until he gets to the pool where there's two Doberman pinchers, I guess, having a secret meeting or whatever. They're just kind of minding their business when Steven finally succumbs to gravity and he the side of his head on the railing for the swimming pool. Immediately, he sinks to the bottom. Chaos ensues. Crystal, who has gotten a ride home from Dr. Nick because she was about to faint, they're somehow set off. They don't actually see Stephen. Maybe they hear the dogs barking. I don't really remember. But Dr. Nick tells her to wait by the car. He runs to the pool. He finds Stephen. Stephen is now in a coma at Denver Medical. He's in, which is, oh my God, I love a hospital scene in a soap opera. It's the best. So Stephen's laid up in the hospital and he's, he's fighting for his life. Crystal, of course, is looking doe-eyed as she does for usual. She's actually really, really, really boring. Her cream outfits, her lack of a spine, her lack of an interesting storyline is really starting to weigh thin. But you know who shows up? Thank God. Alexis. Alexis shows up and she and Blake are side by side at Stephen's bedside and she's like, mommy's here, darling. Mommy's here, darling. Please don't pass on. Please, darling. And Crystal has to wait in the hallway like the stepmother she is. That's it. That's all for this episode. It is okay. It's cool. It left me wanting, but it was interesting enough. I, I My biggest takeaway is that you are not going to pretend with a soap opera, you're not going to pretend like Fallon didn't fully hook up with Cecil. And even if she didn't fully hook up with Cecil, she's trying very actively to have a baby with, what's his name? He looks like Prince Eric. For those of you who are watching this, if you're watching this on Freebie TV, who needs to sponsor me, you will agree that, what is his name? Jeff. Jeff looks like Prince Eric. It's like they totally took him and they turned him into a cartoon. But she's trying to have a baby with him. She's trying to give Blake his first grandchild with her first cousin, potentially. 
guess we'll have to wait to find out. I think I'm going to take a week off, guys, but we'll be back soon with all the tea on the, sh- on the shows of a go. I'm glad you guys are on this journey with me. Enjoy your week. And as usual, please keep your drama on TV.